What's up and welcome to Weekly Talks with Abby. On this platform, we're going to be talking about relationships of all sorts, life experiences, and so much more. So before we start, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, whether you are chilling and going out for a walk or even cruising down the streets. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. So let's get to talking. All right. For this episode, I have a special guest featuring today and she is my childhood best friend. We grew up together since we were in diapers and yeah, Miss Sarah Jean Lamb. Hi. Introduce yourself, girl. Hello. Hi, everyone. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm new at this. Um, yeah, so thanks, Abby, for having me today. Uh, thanks for like the short little intro. If you didn't hear her, my name is Sarah Jane Lamb. Um, I've known Abby for a big chunk of my life. What she said is true. Yes, we did grow up together, and we have a lot of childhood memories together. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of, you know, I really like. I don't remember us not being friends like i just always remember having some sort of friendship with you so uh thanks for being like one of my oldest friends (laughs) (laughs) of course you know um like our parents always put us together whether it's like um a church event and we had to do like those skits you know like we were always like the angels together (laughs) or like we did vbs together and then we volunteered together yeah yeah (laughs) we did a lot of like how do i say how do we put this like a lot of growing together like we would start as like students and then when we were older we would like become volunteers and then at one point we were like co-workers oh my gosh shout out to some funding (laughs) but um yeah now we're just the old farts of the group (laughs) like it's it's just funny to to look back now because um now that we've been you know in this season in our lives where we are adulting i say adulting Mm -hmm. because um even from before when we thought we were adulting because we had our cars already like sarah was the first one to get her car out of our friends group (laughs) like you know and so like yeah we because we've grown up together and we did everything together we actually um started reconnecting again Mm -hmm. like i would say like after all church events Mm -hmm. and stuff we kind of like had a little gap Mm-hmm. definitely because of work and then school and then the pandemic oh yeah so like how was it when like we kind of lost touch for like a hot minute it was oh, okay. like, you know? yeah well okay before i answer that question um just want to touch base on the fact that i think like over like our whole friendship like starting as kids until like now um i feel like we've always like kind of gone through seasons like i don't know if you like i only really realized it when i was preparing for this but um yeah when i mean seasons like i mean like there would be periods where we would be like super duper tight like i would remember us like having like weekend sleepovers and 
yeah, you know, definitely. like being at each other's houses and stuff and yeah. like chilling all the time, like after church. And then I would, uh, I would remember like other seasons where we wouldn't be as close. Like I would have, I would be with like other people more often and you would be with other people more often. But yeah. like, even though we kind of went through like those ebbs and flows of being close and like close and like not so yeah. close. Um, <laughs> it's like we touch, were... not touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like from close and like not so close. We were, we still had like respect and we still like really like cared about each other. And we were still friends at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? And uh, what you were talking about, like how after like all of the church events and whatnot and then the pandemic and school and work, um, I feel like that was just another season, you know? Mm -hmm. But it might have felt a little bit different now just because like we are older. Yeah, like older, more mature and just being a lot more like busy like with our own mm -hmm. thing. I think you kind of answered it, but like, how did you feel when we, when we didn't like touch base for a hot minute? Cause there was like a good few months where we were just like, you know, mm -hmm. we weren't like, it was from like 24 seven to like four hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like, how did it, how did it make you feel? And then, yeah, it definitely felt weird. Cause like, like you said, we not 24 7 per se but like i had a lot more time before i started working at the hospital and mm -hmm. like my schedule was a lot more flexible and i lived a lot closer to work too and you also lived a lot closer <laughs> to my work yeah so like there was like if you were like oh hey want to hang out like after work i'd be like yeah sure like i'm done at 11 30 or like i'm done at 10 i'll see you after and i don't know why but like we had so much more energy then and like we can just so, we could like so just true. go out and like you know just be like non-stop but um yeah it was definitely like a really big change and uh yeah it did feel like really really weird but um what like what really comforted me at the end of the day was like you know like abby's like my oldest friend and we've already like gone through these seasons before like those periods of not closeness it wasn't because like you know like <laughs> we didn't like didn't like each other yeah. it was just because like you know life mm -hmm. happens and i feel like like that like that season of space that we went through or, or our most recent season <laughs> of space that we went through i feel like that taught me a really important lesson because like you don't need to spend like every waking moment or every like bit of spare time that you have um being on the phone with like a friend or like a significant other like you still need time for yourself and you need to like really like use that time to grow in your own way yeah and i also feel like that also helps like strengthen your relationship too whether it be like an intimate relationship or like a friendship mm -hmm. um you can still grow together that way as well by growing on your own independently while you're alone yeah alone. definitely i mean i totally agree i'm just a different type of breed of human and so oh yeah so <laughs> if you don't know me and abby like you know in the flesh uh we're like totally polar opposites okay she's like the loudest person in the room and i'm like the person that would like majority of the time just like stay in the corner and, like fade into the background <laughs> you know yeah so i feel like that's why our our friendship and our relationship uh as friends like it complements 
each other because mm-hmm. we're totally like opposite. Total opposite. But <laughs> yeah, me and Sarah, very opposite. She's calm, cool, collective, and I'm the opposite of that, which is crazy. And so for me, I mean, um, me and me and you, we were able to talk about it before because I actually spoke with you and did talk about like how this made me feel ways. Like mm-hmm. I'm just a people person. And so like when all of that just like didn't happen, I was like, you know, I need to talk to Sarah because I, I can't. Mm-hmm. And so like having the, that conversation with you really opened my eyes because I'm like, I don't see it in that perspective. You know what I mean? Because of like how, who I am. Yeah. And so it really helped me understand um how other people feel and how people think and so i need to take that in consideration because not like everyone has the time now because like we're all you know we all have things to pay for like insurance (laughs) and cars and bills and like ain't nobody gonna do that right now for us and so i i really appreciate you like you know um, like being open with me and kind of telling me like what's up and be like you know it doesn't mean I don't like you like you're my <laughs> you're my friend you know my oldest <laughs> friend it's not like I'm mad at you it's just like we're in this season right now yeah. and so like I had to I had to appreciate that like you know another person to be like yo like this is how it is you know some people just like go around the bush and they're just like they just ghost you um, I'm not that, I can't deal with ghosting. I, I rather you tell me straight up, mm-hmm. like, I don't hate you. I'm not mad at you. I'm, there's nothing wrong with you. Okay. There's nothing wrong with us. It's just right now, girl, I don't have time to be playing around with you. Like, like what we did when we were in our twenties, even though we are in our twenties, like, you know, I know. like two years ago, yes, we were crazy. We had so much energy. We were always like together and know, yes, that was fun. out like every other day, going <laughs> to get bubble tea just for the sake of getting for bubble real, tea. like, you know, and now we've saved so much money because like we don't really go out and oh, we can't really go out. Oh yeah, because of the <laughs> pandemic, but I mean, it kind of forces us to understand and to like, you know, really value the relationships that we have and be like, okay, see, like every relationship is different and every friendship is different and everybody's different. So what I'm trying to say is like, you know, acknowledge um, your friends and really take the time to um, learn something about yourself too, something that you can develop. And so I've developed, okay, I'm trying to develop patience and understanding in people's, you know, situations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead of me being like, but they didn't call me on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Those petty things. Like, you know. So yeah, it's just it's just cool that I'm still able to like talk to you and connect with you mm-hmm. during this time and and that we're like we're still in a seat in a season that we're we're able to still see each other and and like in in the covid distance but like you know but also (laughs) like still connect in a way where it's not awkward like we haven't lost touch like even though we didn't we haven't talked for a while it's not like hey like it's not awkward like we just pick up from where we left exactly and i feel like that's like that when people like describe like a friendship like that i feel like that's like such a compliment you know Cause like, yeah, it just means like you don't have to be, you don't have to smuggle, not smuggle, you don't have to smother each other, you know, to like kind of like validate the other person's like affection for you, you know, Mm. 
and um yeah it just means that like both of you are capable of like having your own lives yeah. like you're not codependent on one another you don't have to spend like every waking moment with them or like getting like the 411 on them yeah definitely and even though like you know it's never asked like i i still update you like mm-hmm. there's still times where i would call and i would still update you and tell you how life's going because my life is just a mess Your life is so juicy <laughs> like i live so vicariously there you go. it's crazy but um but yeah so i know that you know you're working Mm-hmm. and things are crazy with like you're like vulnerable to what's going on right now yeah and i mean I, we hear that word all the time <laughs> i'm sorry i'm using that word i just don't know how else to say it like you're more exposed to it yeah. right because you're working in the oh my gosh guys um sarah is can i say what you are okay cool so she is uh an or nurse can I see the location of where? I'd rather not. But you okay. can give vague details. Okay, well, it's in the hospital, so. <laughs> Is that vague? <laughs> I don't think so, but whatever. Yeah, that's like pretty vague. Okay, yeah, so she works in the hospital and she's just. I'm just so proud that, you know, um, she is in this stage in her life only because, like, I've seen her study for it and then like and then go out and party with her the next day (laughs) for real like she would study like we would study together and i barely study so like it's like you know for her like nursing is a huge deal guys if okay if you're not filipino and you know this like this occupation is a huge thing for Filipinos. Like, I know, it's so irritating. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. Like, my mom wanted to, me to be a doctor. I was like, okay, no, it's not happening. <laughs> like, she wanted me to be, like, um, um, a pharmacist. No, no. It's just crazy how, like, the process of becoming in a nurse. Like, it's a lot of schooling. It's a lot of memorization you want to talk about it like yeah like i won't deny the fact that yeah it is a lot of school well okay compared to other health like other jobs in the healthcare field i want to say it like nursing depending on which route you take it it may like require the least amount of school like okay if you're gonna go and become an rpn like straight that's like two years mm-hmm. if you want to become an rn straight out of high school that's four years if you want to be if you want to do your rpn first and then bridge and then do your rn that's like what is that i think that's like five or six years in total girl but then okay compared to like compared to like if you were wanting to become like a doctor (laughs) like okay honestly i became a nurse because originally like the job that i wanted that i was pursuing after was to become a neurosurgeon and um when i was in careers and civics in grade 10 shout out to my (laughs) careers and civics teacher and also my guidance counselor (laughs) that made me come to this realization and i realized how much school it would take hell no (laughs) so (laughs) i figured becoming a nurse and then you know landing a job in the operating room would be like the next best thing so that's what i did but yeah it is a lot of work and if you're not like into science if you're not into drugs 
if you're not into being a people person and if you don't have like the willingness to serve people your patients your doctors you know the, your co-workers don't go into nursing because like i've seen so many people go into nursing <laughs> yeah. for because they want good money it pays like a good income like you you're making bank okay i wouldn't it, say that <laughs> okay well compared but, to what for me like it's like you guys are making bank yeah i guess like especially with to, the pandemic happening yeah too. like okay well okay i would take like my steady income and still having a job during the pandemic over like uh, my salary mm-hmm. you know like that's more important for me yeah like i like i know people who've gone into nursing because they think like oh they're set for life you know like makes good money it's a respected profession um as long as like hospitals and like people are around like there will always be nursing jobs but um yeah they just don't have the heart for it and like the way that they treat people and like their patients like you can really tell the difference wow so yeah if you don't have the heart stay away i mean i feel like i feel like that's sad because like you're supposed to love what you do yeah and it's just yeah money money's the root of all evil that's biblically spoken my people so you know what i'm saying like money ain't everything and money cannot buy happiness Mm-mm. yeah money's gonna kill you yeah <laughs> so it's it's yeah it, it hurts to hear like that there's people like that because you know when you go to a hospital you're thinking that you're gonna get the best support and care mm-hmm. for yourself or for your families and like you know now that it makes me worried now it's like oh my gosh what i'm praying that my nurse is good to my my lolo <laughs> if like you know if he has to go to you know his appointments or my dad or whoever like you know like you just need to make sure like i just gotta pray now that like yeah they're in good hands they're in good hands <laughs> because there's some like what you said there's some that are just they don't care yeah as and long it's like as they're really making sad. that in my opinion it's really sad yeah so i mean how is it like is it busy now like working there like is, how has it been so okay so i started this job my current job um literally at the beginning of the pandemic i think like my first week like once i like submitted like all my documents and stuff my first day okay i think i worked a week of normalcy and then they declared a pandemic oh my god so um i kind of just like worked through the whole pandemic and i've like seen like the changes of like just like how we do things at work so um before things were like really really busy like at our hospital in total we have we okay at the beginning of the pandemic we had 21 operating rooms all of those operating rooms well okay all maybe like minus minus two because we would keep like two for like emergencies Mm -hmm. so what is that 19 Mm -hmm. we would have 19 operating rooms running like a day wow from monday to friday and we would still be accepting like emergencies like trauma cases and stuff Mm -hmm. so depending on what service your your room was in like there are different services there's a general surgery uh neurosurgery orthopedics plastics urology yeah 
ENT, ophthalmology, that's a lot. cardiac, <laughs> vascular, <laughs> gynecology, like depending on which service you're in determines like how many cases you can do a day. Yeah. So like one shift for us is like, uh, like about eight hours. Some cases can run from like 7.30 until 7.30 in the night. Holy. Some other cases, like they're short, they're like an hour and a half. So, yeah. depending on the type of cases that are booked, will determine like how your day will look. And pre COVID, we were doing elective surgeries. So, these surgeries would be booked in advance, and then that's how the schedule would be. Yeah. So, just with how big the hospital is and how big our operating room is, and the nature of like the patients that we see, like we were like super duper busy. And then when the pandemic happened, we were so uncertain with like how everything was gonna be. Like we knew nothing about this virus. Um, as a precaution, we like closed, like we sh we didn't shut down. We were still open because we we're a trauma hospital, but yeah. like we canceled like majority of our cases. So people still showed up to work, but they were we weren't operating, we weren't doing anything. So yeah. we were kind of all just like, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> we were all just like looking at each other, like. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, and then we, as like the pandemic and as time went by and people started doing research and stuff and we learned more about this virus, we realized that it's still safe to do surgery if you follow certain precautions. So, uh, we still weren't doing elective cases and we still kind of aren't doing elective cases. We're only doing like cases that fit urgent criteria. Okay. Um, but yeah, like we're just slowly getting more busy because the people, the patients that had their surgeries canceled at the beginning of the pandemic, okay. since they're waiting around for their surgeries now, that would have once been like a pre-booked elective case. Mm -hmm. They're getting sicker and sicker while they're waiting. So now they're coming in as emergency surgeries. Okay. So that's how we're getting busy. But okay. for the most part, like we're not back up to like our pre-COVID speed and we're not pumping out the same volumes and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we're doing less surgery, but it's still pretty busy for- For what's COVID. going on. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And, that's... and now like the wait list for like certain surgeons, it's like, instead of waiting like six months now, you're waiting two years. Yeah, Just because like there's so much backlog. Mm -hmm. When I used to work, um, in a hospital too for the hospital office <laughs> um it was really crazy because i would see like the excel sheet mm -hmm. of like patients and i would see like they came in on this day and they're waiting like two to three years yeah and i'm like <laughs> like i know i know the surgeon that you're talking about and yeah. specifically like for ortho at the beginning of the pandemic because of like our shutdown yeah. that we went through we with for that year we only did like the number of ortho surgeries that we did would be equivalent to like one month's worth of surgeries that we would have done pre-covid oh so now look how long we haven't been like doing yeah like the oh same volume gosh. so just imagine like how many hips knees ankles are, <laughs> are like waiting to be operated on it's so crazy because i'm just like like i was shook but i mean i i hope things like i really hope this pandemic is like you know it slowly goes down 
to the point where like it's literally like we defeated it mm -hmm. because like i just feel bad for people that need the services and they can't because like there's just so much restriction yeah and it's like i have to figure out what we're gonna do next month and the month after because like our government is trying to figure out too what what we need to do like mm -hmm. it's kind of like we're in a shutdown we're in a lockdown we're in a stay at home we're in a yeah it's not it's like a so zone confusing. like like how many zones do we need green yellow blue <laughs> orange gray like what i'm so confused but at the same time we do understand that it is for our safety mm -hmm. and that's what's important and yeah what do you think about the vaccine like what is your opinion on it because there's like pros and cons that's what people are saying and mm -hmm. so like girl as as uh, <laughs> as your occupation share what you think yeah well okay when they first like released like the first vaccine which is the pfizer vaccine um yeah i was a little bit skeptical and i was like well like this is really really fast yeah it's fast eh? <laughs> yeah I was like, you <laughs> and they were like offering it at like work and stuff and people like like people like all of our staff like we got priority um spots and like we're yeah like we had priority appointments and stuff like that but you you still have the choice whether you want to take it or not and i was like mm, i ain't taking that like what if like you know like you don't know the side effects of it like there's like I, I was under the impression like it wasn't like the testing and like the research and stuff like that it wasn't as rigorous yeah, as like other vaccines just because yeah. like we're in the middle of a pandemic you know people are desperate for like a solution so I was really wary about it too and then so I did originally I didn't sign up but that all changed when they're like oh yeah we have a shortage like if you want to get your vaccine like get it now I was like oh shoot sign me up yeah you know I got both of my doses of the Pfizer vaccine and I'm I'm fine you know I don't have like a third leg <laughs> um I've gone through like you know security at the hospital haven't set off any like buzzers or anything like that like mm -hmm. everything is fine I, I didn't get sick like I didn't get like the post-covid vaccine like blues or anything like that yeah. the only like side effect that i had was like a sore arm and i felt a little bit under the weather like i just felt like i didn't have the same amount of energy as i like normally would mm -hmm. so i ended up just like taking a nap i think okay as a precaution i took an advil and then i took a nap and then when i woke up i was like wow i feel great she feels great I think right now, like the vaccines that are out, like there's a lot of literature, like scientific based literature out there, like saying and proving that like it's safe for humans. So I don't really understand why, like, you know, people are still choosing not to um, get vaccinated. I know like supply is like a really big thing and like getting appointment is a little bit tricky and these like pop up clinics, like, you're waiting for hours and hours yeah like not even like for a guaranteed dose you know like yeah. it's a possibility of you getting like one of the thousand vaccines that they have mm -hmm. but um yeah it's really important well in my opinion i think it's really important that a lot of us majority of our population gets vaccinated because that's the only way that you build something called herd immunity so that's when like enough people in the community are immune to like the disease or like mm -hmm. the virus so as a community we protect those that aren't vaccinated like the younger kids or like the really elderly that 
or even like the immunocompromised mm-hmm. so like people like with like organ transplants people undergoing like cancer treatment yeah old people <laughs> <laughs> older you know uh, the young at heart <laughs> yeah so um yeah i think it's really important and i'm a really big advocate for vaccines like because of vaccines like we've eradicated like so many diseases that would have like plagued us before mm-hmm. like polio hpv well hpv is still around but like you know like yeah. vaccines do help and there's science behind that so yeah because my my parents are actually both vaccinated my dad's getting his second dosage next Oh, this coming week, actually, because he is a priority group. Yeah, yeah, priority group. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like no, there's somebody at work. No, I mean, it's not his personal opinion, but he was telling me that um, that like there are some people that like you can't talk about the vaccine in front of them because they believe in like the conspiracy that like it sterilizes you, aka like oh. you can't have babies. Oh. That's why, I like, oh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> Girl, if I heard of that, I would be like, hell no, not taking that. I'm trying to get seven kids, and I, eh, girl, you're crazy. <laughs> I think it's best if we do our research, and I feel like the reason why everyone's kind of like skeptical about it is because it was so fast. Like, vaccine, mm-hmm. this vaccine was made fast. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, it's like it ran out. It's like, what do you mean it ran out? Like, what? <laughs> Like, yeah. where is this well, I feel from? I feel like the public, like, cause like I didn't know this until like our director told us at work. But I feel like a lot of people don't realize like how hard it is to get at least the Pfizer vaccine here in Canada. Number one, I think I'm pretty sure. Well, what she told me, the Pfizer vaccine comes from all the way from Belgium, so it's being transported over land it's and sea. Guys. Um, it has to be like police escorted to mm-hmm. its place. Before it can be released, like, to be administered, they have to cross-check and double-check that temperature was maintained. So, like, you don't get, like, a defective batch. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, a really complicated process. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. It's not like, you know, they're making it at Shoppers Drug Mart. Yeah. It's No, it's coming (laughs) from, like, a totally different country, totally different continent. And, um, yeah. That's crazy because, yeah, I, I think we need to be more appreciative to how the process of this vaccine is being made. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just, you know, like think about like our situation and it's better not to just start like a riot for no reason. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like I feel like people just like to put fear. I don't know why. They just like to scare people and make people scared like no don't be scared yeah like if you're really scared then do your research and figure it out like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you're really gonna tell like if your friend told you to jump off the bridge are you gonna jump off the bridge with her no no that's what i thought (laughs) like you know you're gonna do your research first like okay what happens if i jump off the bridge like you know what i mean or you know what i'm trying to say but overall i think that um i think that your opinion is your opinion yeah i mean mine is mine as well and i feel like everyone should just have respect for that because Mm -hmm. you know we have the freedom of speech we are in canada 
okay <laughs> we're in canada yeah and when it comes to like the vaccine or like anything like at the end of the day it's your decision mm-hmm. it's your body yeah no one can force you so exactly it's your it's your body and your decision um what are some things that you feel more um thankful for or appreciate more well number one i'm like really thankful that i'm still healthy like throughout this whole thing like i haven't like gotten sick Mm. whether it be like with the flu or like a cold or even allergies like i've been pretty yeah i've been healthy um, had to get a couple COVID tests because, you know, people don't social distance sometimes at work. <laughs> or they don't wear their freaking mask. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm healthy and that's all that. That's, like, the most important thing. Um, so grateful for my family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, just being, like, a giant, like, support group for me because, like, they you guys see like that i'm like so stressed at work sometimes more so some days than others um but yeah like really i'm like really grateful that like i can count on you guys for support grateful that i still have a job and like a steady stream of income because like Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people haven't been as fortunate especially like people in the hospitality industry or like retail industry like it's yeah it's like crazy like I would have an anxiety attack if I was, if I like woke up one day and I didn't have like a job or mm-hmm. I did have a job, but I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't have like, I wouldn't have like certainty for tomorrow. Cause like yeah. everything's like so up and down, you know, like one day, like, oh, this is okay. The next day, oh no, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we you have to close down. Like yeah. you're not allowed to be open. Like it's, yeah, it's so... I wouldn't be able to like deal with that. It's like a roller coaster. It's like up and down. You never know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really thankful that we do have um, our healthcare still standing up. Like you yeah. know that like a lot of the clinics are still open. Doctors are still open. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, yes, there's requirements before going in and out of of the facility, but they're still open. You know what I mean? And it's like important for this time. Um, to really like take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. i know during like the whole quarantine and whatever lockdown that we've had um months on and off that (laughs) that people you know have have gained an extra (laughs) (laughs) an extra body part (laughs) (laughs) but you know now that like things are a little lifted um, and the government's been easy on us. We're still able to, you know, go out for a walk and yeah. stuff. So it's just those small things. Like I, I was telling um, my sister recently. Like I am so thankful that I can like go out for a walk. Like I didn't know before. Okay, I was never a walker. I just, I just, it wasn't my thing. But you know, now that that's the only thing I can do. It's like wow, I appreciate like you know the environment more i appreciate like you know like living things and nature and anyways so yeah so i'm i'm able to appreciate like the little things more Mm -hmm. because like i always took it for granted like even going to school i took it for granted like yo i'm gonna skip a class i don't care (laughs) but now it's like i miss class i hate being online like (laughs) it's not the same like things are not the same and so I'm really thankful for like those little small things that mm-hmm. we took, you know, for granted before. 
Yeah. And even just spending time with your with your family because now like I'm able to have like dinner with my both my parents and my sister like every night now, which is awesome because before it was like I was just never there. And so yeah, it's just it's just awesome to be you know, grateful for all these things. And so is there anything else Miss Sarah, that you would love to share for the students that are planning to go into school, especially now with the pandemic, like... Yeah, honestly, like, you nursing students out there, I don't know how you guys are doing it with your online classes, but, um, I don't know, like, your personal journey, like, right now, like, what, how you guys are coping or whatnot, but if you do, like, decide to continue and pursue nursing, and if you really do like love the profession and love like what nursing's all about i can 100 percent like guarantee you like having a job as a nurse is like one of the best things oh my god that sounds so cliche <laughs> but like you know that saying like do what you love and you'll never like work a day in your life is that yeah, how it goes definitely yeah like i can totally like 100% I stand by it like yeah there are some days where like I work with like certain staff certain <laughs> surgeons where I'm just like oh. <laughs> but um even those days like I still like love what I do and I'm so like I'm so happy that I decided to go back to school to like get the OR certificate and it just like opened up like so many more opportunities for me yeah, I, I just love surgery. I love seeing the human <laughs> body. I love like meeting so many different people. I love like having this cool rapport with like surgeons and like other healthcare professionals. Like if I ever need something, if I ever like, you know, need like my shoulder or my like leg to be looked at, like I have a surgeon for that or yeah. oh my God, I have a headache. Like hey neuro can you like take a look at my brain like you know it's just open like a lot of opportunities and it's such a fulfilling position and um yeah i just if you're like me you know you'll really love what, you, what you'll do in the future i feel like that's for like that's for everyone that loves their job like yeah 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 it's not it's not gonna be like it it becomes a lifestyle Mm. because you wake up and you you're just ready to serve like nurses they love to serve and they just want to be you know a support Mm -hmm. to any patient and i feel like you i'm so proud of you because girl (laughs) with all the schooling that you did and with how everything transitioned like you're able to still have like pick up your feet every day and and wake up every morning Mm -hmm. or whenever your shift starts (laughs) and just be like you know ready to like be there Mm -hmm. and a lot of people they ain't they like that so (laughs) so um so yes thank you so much for sharing that and thank you so much for serving <laughs> like <laughs> no but seriously thank you so much because like you're taking like even though you love your job like it's and you're vaccinated still it's it's still a little scary it could get dangerous you know mm-hmm. um because pe- people just don't follow the rules like they don't care like you know what i mean yeah. so i thank you so much and i salute 
salute you <laughs> for everything that you've done and yeah thank you for joining me in this session that we had i haven't seen you in a hot minute and it's nice to see you girl you look blooming like you're glowing girl she glowing she glowing i'm another i'm another story girl i'm like a i'm like a show pal over steve <laughs> <laughs> over steve during quarantine yo it's crazy but thank you so much sarah for Thanks joining for having me this is fun Aww. really pulled me out of my comfort zone <laughs> that's great so i hope you guys enjoyed our little session that me and sarah did today um i hope you guys have a great day i will be uploading every monday and you can check my instagram because i will be uploading it uploading the updates there on weekly talks with abby um so yeah i hope you guys have a great day night evening afternoon whenever you're listening to this and yeah god bless bye peace